The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby, and you're listening to the Raiders Podcast Network. Welcome into the Silver and Black Show, everyone. I'm Amber Theo Harris. The five and seven Raiders come out of the bye with five games remaining. Much is on the line. Mathematically, the playoffs are still possible. Ten wins should be right on the bubble. Still, most simulators only give the Raiders a 2% chance. By the way, how about the AFC versus the NFC right now? In the NFC, six and six is good for the four seed, and five and seven is right in the hunt. But we are where we are, and what happens over the next five games can set the tone for many years to come, regardless of a playoff run or not. It's about identifying foundational pieces. We look to the Texans and Jaguars and see how the right coach or right quarterback can instantaneously turn things around. Over these next five weeks, the biggest questions will be, will Antonio Pierce prove he should be the head coach and is Aiden O'Connell a franchise quarterback it's not a lot of time but for those with this opportunity it's a chance to solidify their role in the Raiders future and it all starts with the Vikings this Sunday to talk about the matchup let's say hello to Stacy Dales of NFL Media Stacy it's good to see you my friend how are you Hey, friend, it's great to be with you. I just noticed some flyaways in our Zoom. So That's all right. We'll let you take care of those as I get into my first question. A You're a vet. You can multitask. Hey, Stacey, I know you cover all 32 teams for NFL media. What are your thoughts, just from a national perspective, of where the Raiders are right now and where they're heading in these last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's a great question, Amber. You know, I actually had the Raiders back in, I forget what week it was. It was right around week three or four. I actually had their schedule right in front of me. It was actually week two. Uh, it's been a long year mm-hmm. in Buffalo. And I had conversations then with Josh McDaniels and uh, David Ziegler, and just there was so much excitement, right? Jimmy Garoppolo was expected to be uh, going to be the difference maker for them, given his relationship with Josh. And, you know, what you're getting with some of those guys up front defensively, but it just didn't pan out that way. And obviously now Antonio's taken over and I think done an admirable job. I think nationally, the perspective on this Raiders group, Amber, is resiliency, despite obviously two losses in their last two games that just had the bye, which I think if for any team in the NFL at this stage in the season is an incredibly advantageous thing. Uh, But uh, you've seen a group come alive behind Antonio Pierce, and it's been really fun to watch uh, from afar. Yeah, now they take on the Vikings. I just mentioned the NFC, and the Vikings are one of those 6-6 and teams that are in the hunt. The biggest storyline in this game is the expected return of Justin Jefferson. How does he match up with the Raiders' secondary? That's a great question. I think if you are this Minnesota team first, you have to figure out how you're going to take care of the football before you can even think about uh, how you're going to get the football to Justin Jefferson, who's missed, what, roughly seven weeks, I believe. I think what's remarkable about him, Amber, is, you know, before his injury in weeks one to four, he was leading the National Football League in receiving yards. I mean, he was on a, a, a just a, an absolute clip and was probably going to put up record numbers. And then Kirk Cousins a few weeks later gets hurt after we saw him, just Jefferson, go down. And now Josh Dobbs is the quarterback, and he leads the NFL with 14 fumbles, seven of those lost. Um, 
the Vikings on the whole lead the NFL in lost fumbles with 14. So it's a bad combination there when you're dropping the football and you want to get it to Justin Jefferson. So you got to start, you got to deal with Max Crosby up front, who's played at an unbelievable clip himself this season. And uh, yeah, the secondary though, they're going to have to be in check. I mean, I got a stat for you, Amber. Hit me. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. How about this? He needs, where do I have it? 117 receiving yards to set an all-time record for most receiving yards in a player's first four years in the NFL. If I'm the Raiders, don't let that happen on Sunday. Exactly. Um, and you mentioned all those turnovers, seven turnovers just in the last two games for Minnesota. Is this an opportunity yeah. for the Raiders defense, who actually has been proven to be ball hawks uh, this year, much more than last year? I think it is. I mean, we just saw a Chicago Bears team beat the Minnesota Vikings a couple of weeks ago before their bye uh, in week 12. And four interceptions Josh Dobbs threw against that Bears defense. Now, the Bears defensively have improved substantially. Right now, I think they're the number one rush defense in football. They have eight takeaways over their last two games, Amber. But if I'm the Raiders, you know what, you know what this league is, right? This is a copycat league. Look and see what Chicago did. Get some of that similar pressure against this Vikings team. And, uh, you know, Josh Dobbs has struggled. And uh, we saw him play really well in his first game, taking over for Kirk Cousins. But we have also seen him struggle turning the football over. Yes. Yeah, so how can, I mean, look, he was a great story in the NFL. Like comes over from Arizona, no Justin Jefferson, wins his first two. Everybody talks about how great this is, but then he struggles. And how can the Raiders pass rush keep him off balance like the Bears did and even the Broncos did uh, in, in their second to last game? Well, yeah, I think you see a lot of movement up front with Chicago. So when you think about um, this defensive front, uh, with these Raiders, I mean, it's it's really good. And you have to account for Max Crosby. What has he got? 11 and a half sacks this season, I think. And, I mean, he, he has been outstanding. With with what the Bears did and what they do, it's interesting. They're playing the Lions this week. I just got off the phone with Jameer Gibbs, uh, rookie running back sensation for Detroit. And I asked him about the Bears defensive front, and there's just so much movement. And so you have to be you, – your offensive line – You've got to do a, a really good job, uh, you know, in terms of how you're approaching this this th th that type of a defense. And I, I if I'm like I, like I said, it's copycat league. If I'm these Raiders, um, you know, pressure from different launch points, I think, will be important. And I think it's something that we've seen them capable of doing here this season. And, and Stacey, uh, you cover the NFC North kind of primarily. You do a lot of NFC North games because you're based in Chicago. The Vikings, you remember 2021, they lost all those close games. And it seems like they're back to, to those ways of 2021 because the past two games, they were in the games and they lost them by a total of, of three points. What seems to be breaking down in, in those final minutes? I mean, for the Vikings, it's, it's almost the defense that's been the strength of the team. Well, the defense has been the strength care of Brian Flores. And, uh, you know, I think when you lose Kirk Cousins, uh, whatever you think about Kirk Cousins, I mean, he, the man can throw the football and he's a really good football player. And they have a lot of weaponry offensively. Uh, I think the fumbles have hurt him. I think the turnovers have hurt them. And then the discontinuity at the quarterback position. I mean, Jaron Reed had a start before he was concussed a couple weeks ago. So, they're still looking for some answers in Kevin O'Connell's now second season, I believe. Um, and yeah, I was at so many of those games last year where they won those close ones. And 
Look at the New York Giants, Amber. I mean, they won a bunch of close games last season, and it hasn't gone that way for them this season. We have seen a rash of injuries to starting quarterbacks around the NFL. You see the effect that it has on your football team. Um, one thing I've been really encouraged by with these Raiders is Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he had career highs in uh, despite a loss against Kansas City, right? In terms of his completion percentage, it was right around 70. It was awesome. And his passer rating, he was efficient. Passer rating is nothing more than quarterback efficiency. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, being in uh, Purdue, at Purdue, for a couple pro days a couple years ago before Aiden was drafted. And he just, I was like, who is this guy? He can really spin the football. And in listening to Coach Pierce this week uh, talk to the media, I mean, he said he's given us a chance to win games. And I think we saw that against Kansas City. So that should be super encouraging for Raiders fans. Yeah, and if the Vikings defense has a weak link, I guess you could say it would be their pass defense. So do you think maybe this could be a chance for Aiden O'Connell? I mean, you brought up the accuracy, 70% completion percentage in his last game. That's not bad for a rookie yeah. going up against a Chiefs defense that was a really good defense. Yeah, that Chiefs defense is no joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy, though, this week against Brian Flores' group. They blitz more than anybody in the NFL. I mean, they're they're knocking on 50% blitz rate on quarterback dropbacks. It's right around 47, 48 this season. It's actually the highest clip, Amber, since the Ravens defense back in, where did I write that down, 2019. Wow. And you know the Ravens. I mean, those guys are ballers defensively. They get after it. But to, to, to set the standard the way they have up front, Daniil Hunter uh, could be in contention for the defensive player of the year, the way that he's playing. I mean, it's not just the sacks. It's not just the sacks for Daniil Hunter because he's got 13 and a half of them. It's the it's the tackles for loss. I mean, he, he has been a monster up front, and they are deploying pressure from all different places on the field. So um, Aiden O'Connell is going to have to, you know, be on his P's and Q's, as players will tell us. Um, and he's been really good with play action, but there's no team better at taking play action away than Brian Flores' defense with these Vikings. I think they're the most improved unit outside of Chicago in the NFL defensively this season. Wow, that play action is a good point. Um, let's talk about the Raiders' defense. The Raiders' defense gave up some huge chunk plays to Travis Kelsey. I know everybody does that, okay? It is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But still, TJ Hawkinson um, is having a great year. He's a strong tight end. Is he just as dangerous if the Raiders don't be careful with those chunk plays? There's no question about it. And it, you have to anticipate they're going to try to get the ball out of Josh Jobs's hands quickly, right? I mean, that's that's a quarterback's best friend when you're dealing with a pass rusher like Max Crosby. Not to diminish those other guys up front, um, but, uh, you know, in terms of Jenkins and Nichols and Koontz and Spillane's having a really good year um, at the linebacker position. But I, I just I just think you got to get the ball out quick when you're dealing with Max Crosby. He's a headache. Uh, every team likes to think they have one, but when you have one like that and when you have one like Daniil Hunter, uh, they're simply problems. So get the ball out quick uh, if you are Minnesota. And like I said, if, if I'm the Raiders going into this game, I look at previous success and I sort of take on some of that. But I, I think, you know, I heard from Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator this week, and uh, he wants to be better in terms of situational football. We're talking, you know, two-minute drill, third down, red zone. And so I think that's been a big focal point this week for these Raiders because of what you alluded to. 
Um, situational football is so critical, and it will be uh, in Vegas on Sunday. We haven't talked about Josh Jacobs yet. Antonio Pierce came in and he said, look, I'm, I'm going to give my playmakers the ball. Um, and he's done that. And last week or two weeks ago before the bye, we saw Josh get 20 carries. He gives them 110 yards and a touchdown. Like when they give him the ball, yeah. he produces. But this is a top seven run defense for the Vikings. Who has the edge in that matchup? Well, like I said, I just have so much respect for what they're doing defensively in Minnesota. It was bad early. I mean, they were giving up a chunk uh, of yards through the air, but they've really found their rhythm and their their groove, if you will, here of late. I, I'm encouraged, though, when I when I see the way Josh is running the football. It wasn't good early. I mean, no. he leads the NFL in carries, Amber, which, you know, if, if you know Antonio Pierce, you know he wants to run the football, right, um, with that dog mentality. But they're actually doing it. We're just seeing production now. And for two of your last three games, if you're Josh Jacobs to have 100-plus on the ground, that is super encouraging. And I hope they hand it off a whole bunch more. Devontae Adams is playing well, too, by the way. Uh, nobody has more touchdowns through the air against the Minnesota Vikings historically than Devontae Adams. So they better account for him this weekend. Historically, like forever, ever going back? I mean, he was with the, yeah. he was with the Packers forever, so it would make sense. Uh, and and yeah. he's having a Hall of Fame kind of a career. So, hey, hopefully you'll have more of them this weekend. Amber, 13 career receiving touchdowns against Minnesota, okay? But listen to this. Jerry Rice, Jordy Nelson, and Greg Jennings are all tied with 10 for the next most. That's wow. the company we're talking about. See, you yeah. have Stacey Dales on your show, and you're always going to learn something. Stacey <laughs> Dales, thank you so much, and Merry Christmas to your family. I love the shout-out to your uh, native land of Canada with the hockey in the background. Thanks so much. It's always yep. good to see you, my friend. Love you, Amber. Thanks for having me, Raiders. You as well. Good to see you. Welcome back. We talked so much about quarterbacks and star position players, but NFL games are won and lost in the trenches. A man who knows that all too well is NFL media analyst Brian Baldinger, and he joins us now to talk a little Raiders, Vikings. What's up, Baldy? It's good to see you. I know you're at NFL Films right now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on my little bubble here, Amber. I'm up here on the third floor at NFL Films. I got all my screens, all my games. And uh, I'm still like, I mean, obviously there's a game tonight starting week 14, but this is where I spend most of my time during the week here, Amber. I'll tell you, a lot of talented people in that building. And, you know, in this building, in the Raiders building, uh, a lot of turmoil this season. Antonio Pierce, he stepped in yes. halfway through the season to try and, and steady the ship. Just in general, how do you think he's done with this opportunity and rallying the troops so far? I think he's done good. I, I think, uh, you know, they made a switch at quarterback. Uh, they're going with the rookie. Uh, I think they've tightened things up defensively, uh, e even, you know, obviously with the wins against the New York teams, but even against, you know, Miami and Kansas City, two really good teams. I thought they played much better defensively. And then I think they've, you know, they've, they've figured out that Josh Jacobs is a really good player and you got to feed him. And the more you give it to him, the better the chances are he's going to break one. And he has done that. Yeah, it's a basic equation. I've been saying that all season long. Uh, Baldy, it's no secret. One of your favorite players, 
players in the National Football League is a Raider named Max Crosby. You're the one that nicknamed him the Condor, and he actually loves it with his long wingspan. Um, we see him all the time yeah. on Baldy's Breakdowns. And by the way, if you guys haven't seen Baldy's Breakdowns, check it out on Brian Baldinger's social platforms. Now, now they're going up against the Vikings, right? And you got Christian Darisol and Dalton Risner and, and that offensive line. How do you like the matchup? You always talk about the trenches. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got Brian O'Neill at right tackle, Christian Darisol at left tackle, protecting Josh Dobbs. And I don't believe any, like both those guys are quality players. Believe me, they are. One's a first-round pick. The other's a second-round pick. And they're good players. But I don't believe any one tackle in this league can stop Max Crosby. He's got too many moves, too many counter moves to what you're doing. And his recognition of what the play is, is so instant. Uh, run or pass. Like his ability to defeat anybody in the run game is unparalleled. And then the passing game, he's going to either spin, he's going to power rush you, he's going to figure it out. He already has a plan from studying it. And so Josh Dobbs is very athletic, uh, a lot more athletic than people know, Amber. And so he'll start to move when he feels uh, Max, you know, beating somebody and he'll get on the move too. And then the chase will be on. Um, he's had two weeks to get ready for this game. I believe he'll be really rested and really fresh. And if he's 100% healthy, which I think he is right now, uh, I don't think he'll come off the field. Uh, that's what he usually does, 100% of the snaps when he's healthy. Um, it, it wasn't just Max Crosby. Everybody thought Max Crosby was going to have a good season. But the Raiders' defense really wasn't expected to be as good as they have. I mean, they held the Dolphins to just 20 points. Where have you seen the most improvement on, on that side of the ball? Well, I think as soon as they signed Marcus Epps, they got better on the back end. Amber, be honest, I'll be honest with you. I mean, he's given them like a real safety play, uh, you know, to go with, you know, everything that they have right there. Trevor, uh, Tra Trayvon Mooring right there is is quality. But I think that and then just up the middle, what Spillane and Diablo, uh, Diablo has done there at the inside linebacker position. Like, I think they've given them some stability there as well. Yeah, Robert Spillane has is, is really been a great free agent acquisition or coming over from the Steelers there in the offseason. On the other side of the ball, this is a conundrum for everybody. Um, and Stacey Dales talked about it earlier. She joined the show. Josh Jacobs, you know, he leads the league in rushing attempts, right? So they're feeding him the ball, and we do see a more it, it becoming more productive. But why in general, even when they have fed him at times, we're not seeing the production? Is that a product of of the offensive line I know at one point there was a stat that almost 25 percent of his runs ended in a tackle for loss or no gain what do you assess it, it, it is a conundrum because it's primarily the same offense line from a year ago where he led the league in rushing and generally what happens Amber when a guy goes from leading the league in rushing and he's the you know the toast of the running back uh you know fraternity to where he's at three and a half yards of carry this year and struggling is you just don't see the long explosive runs. I know we saw one a couple weeks ago where he made a house call for 60-something yards, but we haven't seen many of those. And so that's you, – you, what happens is you don't see the explosive runs like you saw last year. Like I could just remember the Denver game, you know, in, in Las Vegas that where he had them. He had them throughout the season. And then there's too many negative runs. And, you know, where, you know, you're first and 10, next thing you know, it's second and 13. There's been too many of that. And that's just a function of guys up front. I mean, Josh Jacobs isn't running the ball, and he's too good at making people miss to have negative runs, but there's been too many of them this year. And he's got a rookie quarterback there, and Aiden O'Connell set to make his sixth NFL start. 
He had his highest rated game two weeks ago against, you know, a very tough Chiefs defense. What's been your assessment of the fourth round rookie so far? I liked him in preseason a lot. He played a lot, obviously, in the preseason. Amber got a lot of snaps, and I liked the way that he saw the field. He's a self-made guy, obviously, you know, started off at the bottom of the food chain at Purdue, worked his way up to being a legit two-year starter. I think he's played a lot of football. Uh, it's just a question of eliminating some mistakes, but, you know, part of making mistakes is part of being young and getting experience. Like, he's just seeing things he's never seen before in the Big Ten. And so I think the more he gets to see it, you know, I think he's made a concerted effort to get the ball to Devontae. But if the Devontae is not there or it's got to go to someplace else, I think he's got to be more accurate with the ball and he's got to make better decisions. And so it's just speeding up the process of finding the open guy. Because if you get five guys out, there's going to be somebody open. It's a question of how fast can you get to him and can you see him when you do. You say that he's seen things he's never seen before. Brian Flores' scheme, he's used six-man front zone coverage. Uh, what is Aiden up against with that Brian Flores? I mean, he already played Vic Fangio's defense, Steve Spagnuolo's defense, and now he gets Brian Flores for the third week in a row. What is he going to see? Well, you're right. I mean, that's a, that's a gauntlet for a quarterback. Um, and, and Minnesota does things way different than what Kansas City did and what Miami does. Um, they – they do. They play a lot of blitz zero looks, and then sometimes they come, sometimes they don't come. And whatever you see pre-snap is generally not what they're in. Harrison Smith will be at the line of scrimmage jammer on Sunday. Next thing you know, um, at the snap of the ball, he'll be 15 yards you know, in the deep post, and they'll have a safety rotation with Cam Bynum or somebody. They do a lot. Josh Metellus, number 44, lines up all over the place. He's a chess piece. Um you know, Daniil Hunter is a candidate to be the defensive player of the year right now. Uh, he's beating one-on-ones. Uh, he's, he's, he plays really, really hard. But it's, 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 it's the individual players, but then it's the scheme within what Brian's doing. And honestly, you don't know what they're doing until the ball is snapped. You don't. And one quick question, though. You, you talk about uh, zero blitz. Does that create an opportunity for Devontae Adams if the rookie's able to get the ball off quickly? You can. You can. I mean, sometimes... There's the old saying, Amber, that sometimes you get the bull, but sometimes the bull gets you uh, when they play football like that. Um, he, he's definitely going to do it. He did it throughout the early parts of the season. He's doing it less and less now. But you have to be – you have to recognize it. You have to see it quickly because if, you know, if the corner is off on Devontae or the safety or however they're going to try to defend him is off, like the, the throw's got to come quicker. And then Devontae's got to be able to beat that – whoever's closing in on him. And so you got to have a good plan against it. And one of the reasons why they use it and use it a lot, and he did it in Miami as well, is teams don't do it, don't do very well against it. And it does lead to the quarterback speeding up the process and turnovers and incomplete passes. But if you, if you anticipate it and you hit it uh, the way Kansas City did against them early in the year, you can make them pay, and you can get some big plays. You're right. I remember I remember a Dolphins-Ravens game a couple years ago uh, where, man, did they get the best yep. on Lamar Jackson with exactly what you're talking about. All right, Brian, thanks so much for hanging out with us, Baldy, and I'll see you right here in Vegas uh, for the Super Bowl. Cigars on me? All right, Amber. <laughs> I, will, I will count on it, Amber. We'll run into each other. We'll get together, catch up, tell some stories. and Yeah, maybe do yoga. Fun. Yeah, we do yoga too, you know, get our workout in. All right, thanks yeah, a lot, yeah. Baldy. I'll talk to you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Raiders Podcast Network. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com.